Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills out there in the universe. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, we will be back in person as soon as it is safe, and we'll have everyone in here because we love the energy when you're here. Um, but uh, needless to say, as they say, the show must go on, and we are ready to deliver a great one. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful service, uh, and thank you so much again for joining us. The word says, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Just when you think you're lost. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Unity of Farmington Hills. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how we fight my battles. This is how we fight our 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 battles. fighting a battle with this mask. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh. Okay, it may look like I'm surrounded. <laughs> but I'm going to put this mask mic on. 
Oh my gosh, that song, I love that. I love, I love, I love that song. When you guys first sang that song, I put it on my YouTube, open up my YouTube. That's the first song that comes up. Oh my goodness. Okay. All righty. My hair probably looks like I've been fighting, but it's all right. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Oh man, it's so, I'm so excited to be here with you all. Even though you aren't here physically, you're here in spirit. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, and I am the senior minister at this amazing church. And I'm going to do our announcements for today. But before we get started with announcements, yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr. Doctor Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and I just want to take a, a just a little bit of maybe a half a moment. No, let's give him a moment of silence before we get started. Thank you all. I appreciate that. Um, I'm very touched by his life and by how he deeply rooted his life in Jesus, which I deeply root my life in the teachings of Jesus. So I thank you all for um, holding that silence with me. That he may not be, be here to see his dream coming to fruition, but it is. And I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it. So now we can go on with our announcements. Um, I invite you all to join us today for our Zoom fellowship gathering that will be after service. Um, nor, it says 11 a.m., but I may be either in there at about 11.05 or so. Let me just get my mic off and then I can get in, in there with you all. I'm looking forward to seeing your smiling, your beautiful smiling faces. Um, we are still having our weekly activities, our um, Zoom house party um, and our Bible study and our Wednesday meditations. But tomorrow, the Zoom house party will be canceled because of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, so the Wednesday meditation, uh, I mean, the Bible study at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, and then the Wednesday evening meditation, those will be on Zoom. We, did them in, we used to do the Wednesday meditation in person, but it's still going to be only on Zoom. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. And then our next critical conversations meeting will be next Monday at 7 p.m. It is on Zoom. Last week, we had a really interesting conversation, which I really appreciated. And we, uh, the challenge for the week was to do our best to be better neighbors to everybody, no matter what the race is, and also to take the Harvard University implicit bias test. And so I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone's experiences were throughout the week and even how you test it if you feel led to share. So I invite you all to join us and to invite others to join us as well. This has been a powerful experience that we've been having. We are having our new member service next Sunday, January 23rd at 11.15 a.m. It will be on Zoom. 
And we're asking new members to fill out the membership form, which is on our website under About Us, um, by the 23rd. I'm really looking forward to welcoming. Aren't you all looking forward to welcoming our new members into, into our UFH family? And then it's time to renew your membership. So I'm asking that everyone go online, like I said, go online at unityfh.com, click on About Us, click on that membership form, and fill out your membership forms um, because we would like, we're preparing for our annual meeting, and we want to update our records, and also we want to um, update our records, and I also need to prepare for my annual meeting, and I'd like to have an accurate membership count. So go online, About Us, fill out that membership form, and please fill it out before February 6th because our annual meeting is on February 13th at 11.30 a.m. It will be a Zoom, and if you complete the membership form, it gives you the, um, you retain your privileges to vote on the budget, and we have a couple other things that we will be voting in as well. So please, please, please fill out that membership form. And then our links for our weekly activities, our services, our meetings, and all of our events are on our website. Go to unityfh.com, and, um, and you can see them there. I'm, I'm looking at him flicking. I'm going so fast. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> I told uh, my husband I'd slow down for him to do the slides, and I'm going super fast. <laughs> if you want to sign up for our weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday, Matthew has been doing a perfect job at putting all of our activities on there and sending out email blast reminders. Go to our website. Go to the bottom of the home page. Please fill out that, e that um, sign-up sheet for the email blast, and you can get your email blast as well. Find out what's going on at our fabulous church. We may not be in church, but we're still doing some deep stuff and a lot of, a lot of activities. If you would like to schedule an appointment with me, or if you want me to pray with you, please email me at seeyourminister at unityfh.com or call me at 248-737-9191. I promise you I want to be here for you all. So if I don't answer the phone, please leave a message and I will call you back. And whatever it is that you need that I can do, I will be there for you. You can also email your prayer request to our prayer chaplain ministry. It, you can mail them to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com, and all prayer requests will be prayed over and then sent to Silent Unity for additional prayer. I want to thank our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry, Lynette Kelly, and Eileen Lindbergh for your sacred service to our spiritual community. Even if we're not in service, I promise you, one of our prayer chaplains is always holding our services in sacred service, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, this concludes our announcements for today, but it's pretty short. Um, and now as we listen to our music team sing Surely the Presence, let us open our minds and our hearts to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer.
So the daily word for today, Sunday, January 16th, 2022, is rise. The affirmation reads, I rise in consciousness to help create a world that works for all. Let me affirm that again, and then I'd like you to affirm it with me. I'm going to say it first. I rise in consciousness to help create a world that works for all. Together, I rise in consciousness to help create a world that works for all. And the message reads, throughout time, there have been people who led lives that changed the world forever. Their words and deeds provided hope and inspiration for those who would carry forth their legacies of love, growth, and evolution long after they left this life. Their most powerful contribution, however, was their ability to inspire others to express their own divine purpose. As more and more people reach their highest potential, the world of humanity ascends. Today I honor those who have led lives of service, striving to love, for love, truth, and justice. I take steps not just to commemorate their journeys and contributions, but to embark upon my own I rise grateful to contribute all that I can to the growth and evolution of humankind. And today's scripture comes from Ezra chapter 10, verse 4. Take action, for it is not your duty. For it is your duty, and we are with you. Be strong and do it. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Take action, for it is your duty, and we are with you. Be strong and do it. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me. And let's take a deep breath. Becoming centered in peace, in love, and in stillness. Tune into that quiet space within you where God dwells. That one power and that one presence that is active in our lives always and forever and in the universe. Co-creating with us every aspect of our lives through our thoughts held in mind. And God, we are so grateful that it is your great pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven. We seek to be the expression on, of heaven on earth. We seek to open ourselves up to be greater expressions of love, of forgiveness, of oneness with the world, to be better neighbors, not just to those who live with us, those in our actual neighborhoods, but to everyone in the world. We seek to create harmony 
we seek to create a strong sense of fellowship and walk as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we thank you for every way that you are supporting us, inwardly and outwardly. And as we breathe in love deeply, we exhale releasing anything that blocks us from being a greater expression of love. And as we just sit just for a little bit in the presence of God, in your presence, God, we just feel you more deeply moving in and, in and through us and as us, opening us up to hear your message, to understand it deeply, and to be powerful expressions of your message in this world. So we just sit with that presence of love inside of us. Breathing in love and exhaling love. Just continue to breathe in love and exhale love. Let's just sit it just for a little bit in a sense of love. And as we take in one last deep breath of love, we exhale deeply, sending love out into the world as our way of adding to the co-creation of a loving and spirit-filled world. We thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what and is inside of us teaching us to love each other as deeply as you love us and as deeply as you are teaching us to love you. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us go ahead and affirm our statement of being. That was beautiful, Nicholas. Thank you. Together, God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. 
And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation, knowing that it is working and having gratitude for that truth. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. And now we'll have our first special song entitled Walk by Faith. It'll be led by Lauren. cannot see well because this broken road prepares your will for me help me to win my endless fears you've been so faithful for all my years with one breath you make me new your grace covers all I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I will walk by faith even when I cannot see. Well, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Well, I'm broken, but still I see your face. Well, you've spoken, pouring your words of grace. Well, I will walk by faith, even when I cannot see. Well, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Well, I will walk by faith, even when I cannot see. Well, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Well, Yeah. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> I wish I could tell you all to give my, <laughs> give them a hand again. Because <laughs> uh, that was a powerful song. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you all. Um, we got Michael here, Lauren here, Carl here, Nicholas here, and Laurel. And I thank you all for your dedication to our church. I'm moved, not just by the song. I'm moved because that's so true. Walking by faith, I have been through a lot. I have been through a lot, even assaulted kind of a lot, where I was terrified to be by myself. In high school, I was assaulted, and I was afraid to be by myself. And so you get this terror that comes over you, but I'm so glad my dad taught me to pray. I'm so glad my dad taught me that God is there always because that's the only way you can get through that's the only way you can get through. I'll say it again. That's the only way you can get through is to walk by faith. The title of my talk today is Living in the Single Eye of God, and that's, that's what it means. It means to walk by faith. I had this cute little joke, but I forgot it. <laughs> oh, I have it here. So, so an employee went into his supervisor and said, hey, boss, tomorrow my... Uh, we're going to be cleaning out our attic, and my wife wants me to be there to haul some things out of the attic in the garage and, you know, pack stuff up and take, send it away. Um, and his boss said, uh, we can't do that. We're shorthanded. I can't give you the day off. And the employee said, thanks, boss. I knew I could count on you. <laughs> I thought that was cute. So anyway, uh, I'm glad I had the joke to get me out of this crying because I'll keep on crying. We have been studying through the Sermon on the Mount for these last several months. And we've gone, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew. The, the, the chapters that we're studying are Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 is where we've uh, been studying it in Matthew. And it's a powerful, I'd like to say it's the most powerful sermon ever preached by the most powerful preacher who ever preached, who ever walked this earth. Because there's so much in that sermon. And I understand why it lasted three chapters. Because it's, it's so much in there that guides us, corrects us, and strengthens us, and shifts our consciousness to be greater expressions of kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven in this earth, so that we learn to walk not of this world. And one of the things that in the beginning of, the cha of uh, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, that I love, I love, I love, that I keep going back to because I see it as a powerful signature and back to basics kind of a thing. It says that the multitudes came in, the people started crowding around, and Jesus went up on the side of the mountain. He, he stood a little ways from them and went up on the side of the mountain, which means that when things come in, when the world crashes in, when things start to happen, when things that you have no control over start to happen, when things that are unpleasant in this world start to happen, or you see things around you that may be a little 
overwhelming to take a couple steps back, to go up into a higher perspective, to see it from the bird's eye view of God, the consciousness of God. And when you do, what happens, what, he, what it says next is that the disciples came or gathered around, which means that those 12 faculties of your mind, those powerful aspects that we are here to use to step in a stronger level of Christ consciousness, begin to rise up. It activates your mind. It activates all of those powers in your mind. So you walk, you, you, your faith is activated, your strength is activated, your wisdom is activated, your love is activated, your power is activated, your imagination is activated, your uh, um, power to your understanding is activated, your will is activated, your zeal is activated, even your power of renunciation, your power of life, all 12 powers stand up. And conspire to create with you that which your heart desires, whether you are aware of it or not. I have talked to so many people, and Michael, you're one of them. Ellie's another one. Several people who have walked this life going through some things that may have been difficult, but somehow knew what to do to walk through it. Knew how to come back and land on their feet, even at a young age. Landing on your feet. I've talked to person after person after person after person. And I realize now that I'm one of those persons, too, who stepped by faith. And because you walked by faith, even if you didn't really have a strong relationship with God, because I talked to God, but I was talking to a God outside of me when I was younger. I didn't realize God was inside of me. And I was developing a strong relationship with God, but I didn't have help and I didn't have tools that connected with me the way unity does. I was always questioning. And I still question, but I get answers more deeply through the unity consciousness of going deeper into metaphysical understanding of Scripture. And so you, we, we tend to live it without consciousness realizing what we're doing and co-create a life things end up went better than we may have started where our circumstances end up blessed even more than we got there in the first place and now I'm realizing how powerful it is how wonderful it is to step in doing, into doing it intentionally and consciously to consciously acknowledge and recognize and step in a space of gratitude through my faith that it ain't me doing it. It's the God in me doing it. It's the God in me guiding me. And it's the God in me that is manifesting the resources that are helping me do it. Does that make sense? So I'm not doing it by default and default in the ways that were pleasant and default in the ways that were pleasant. I'm doing it more and more intentionally and consciously becoming aware of where my thoughts are. And the powerful thing about Matthew, chapter, even going into chapter 6, now we've already talked about how in the Beatitudes, it was, it was Jesus' way of creating in us a way to practice how to prepare our consciousness to build upon stronger awarenesses of God. And there were blessings there. Blessed are those who are this, receive this. Those who are meek and humble will experience the kingdom of heaven. And the truth is, every time we align our consciousness with God, you experience the kingdom of heaven. That is what we're here to do. We're here to experience the kingdom of heaven, but intentionally and consciously, because when you do it intentionally and consciously, you're using your free will to choose God. And when you use your free will to choose God, it creates such a beautiful experience inside of us. 
such a beautiful experience inside of us. And so in chapter 6, Jesus goes in, in the beginning of chapter 6, he talks about um, storing up your treasures, which we talked about last week. And there's always a choice here. Storing up your treasures, today we're going to talk about the eye of the body and how it is light in it. And then next week, we're going to talk about your master. So where's your treasure? Where's your light? Who's your master? Those three things are powerful. Because where you store up your treasure is what you, where you, not just the, the storing up your treasure, is treasuring those things that you are valuing, those things that you are creating as a priority in your life. Become the things that you do treasure. And when we make our priority those things in life, those things that we treasure, the priority of our life, we put them above God and you limit your life. And so last week we discussed putting our, storing our treasures up in heaven, which means accumulating over and over again, not those things of this physical world, as much as making that a priority, as much as accumulating the experiences with God within yourself, strengthening your relationship with God through the power of faith, that everything that comes into your life that's a treasure becomes even more valuable, and you're not hooked to it to where when you lose it, it crushes you. That's important because if something's taken away or things change in our life in a way that we don't like it and we get crushed by it, we've made that an idol and we begin to experience a lower quality of life and that's not what we're here to create. We're here to live up and store up the consciousness of God so that we can co-create heaven on earth. And this is the beautiful part. Our treasures, both physical and spiritual, are not just for us. They don't even belong to us. We're passing through. They're loners. They're meant to be shared and shared abundantly in the consciousness of righteousness and the consciousness of faith. And in January, January for unity represents faith. The disciple that represents faith is Peter. And the beautiful thing about Peter, his name was Simon before, before it became Peter, because he was becoming receptive to the word. That's the Beatitudes, preparing your consciousness and becoming receptive to the word before you actually step into the word and become realizing the realization that you are the word of God. And then you step in it through faith, through the trust and the faith that God is that power inside of you, inside of me, that we can use to walk by and only focus on in our life to co-create heaven on earth within our bodies, within our minds, within our consciousness, in our relationship with God, and in the physical world of our actions. And so as we move into Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 through 23, I want to just read these. And I'm going to read them. Let me read it from the King James Version first. And I, um, the King James Version says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thine whole body, body shall be of light. But if thine eye be evil, and we're going to talk about that, the whole, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And then I love the, I like as eloquent as that sounds, sometimes the these thou arts and all that stuff kind of trips me up. So I like the New Living Translation version of this. I'm going to read that next. 
So we're Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and verse 23. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your body is unhealthy, your, I mean, your light, your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. And God, I'm thanking you for settling me down because I feel that rush coming in as I always do. I breathe in it. I'll move in it. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, when we look at this, the eye represents our way we perceive things. And metaphysically, with the single eye, the single eye is the spiritual vision. There's two different ways of seeing. They're seeing with the physical eyes and the vision that you see. And actually, it's not really the eye that's seeing it. It comes in, and the mind, and the mind uh, interprets it and tells you what it is. The eye just picks up, the, the, captures the picture, and brings it in. The mind is what determines what it is that you're seeing and tells you what it is that you're seeing based off of what you have learned previously in your life. It goes through a category, category of what this item is, and then it tells you, and then you say, oh, that's the light bulb, or that's this, this, or that. But our true vision... Our true eye is the spiritual understanding that we have, the way we perceive the world. Are you perceiving the world through the eyes of God? If you're perceiving the world through the eyes of God, every single thing that you see that happens in your life is good, no matter how it feels when you experience it with the five physical senses. Everything that you experience in life is good. And what happens is when we, when we rise up to that consciousness, we, we are following faith because even when it doesn't look like it's good, we trust it. We have total faith and total trust in God that it is good. And in those moments that doubt creeps in there, that is when we are in a space where it says where you're, first of all, when your eye is healthy and you're in the single eye consciousness of God, that's when everything you see is uh, good. But when you have those moments when your eye is unhealthy, doubt creeps in sometimes. You ever have a moment of doubt? Am I the only one who has a moment of doubt? Whenever you have worries, oh, you ever worry about something? When you're worrying about something, there's a consciousness inside of us that's doubting, and we're using the power of imagination inappropriately to create a memory. to create through the thoughts held in mind. And that's what it means, an unhealthy eye. That is, if you dwell there, walk into darkness. It's like being in a room, a dark room that has a candle, and as long as you're around that candle, you're, the whole area you're around is lit up. Your whole body, your whole circumstances, the body represents not just your physical body, it represents the circumstances of your life. It's lit up. You're guided through it. You follow that guidance. Everything works out perfectly. Even when it's uncomfortable, it still ends up working out perfectly. But the moment you walk away from that candle and keep walking away from that candle, which is walking away from the consciousness of God, which you can never really walk away from because God's one with you. But in your consciousness, you can turn your back to it. And when you turn your back to it, you turn your back to darkness. You fall into darkness, and it gets darker. Now, we've had 
I was listening to, I love listening to Martin Luther King Jr. I, he, he was such an eloquent speaker to me, and he was such a powerful, sincere faith person. And I loved his faith. And he was rooted in Jesus' teachings. I loved it, and Gandhi's teachings. I loved it. And it was a time that he said that he, um, right, when they were doing the boycott, he was talking about how one particular moment, night, it was around midnight, and he said a lot of stuff happens at midnight. He said that he had gotten this, this death call. The phone rang, and it had been ringing sometimes 30, 40 times a day. They'd pick it up, listen to it, and hang it up. That particular night, his daughter had just been born. She was maybe a month or so old, and he was thinking about her. And he, when, when he got that death threat, he was told, in word, of course, we've had about enough, about enough of your antics. If you're not gone in three days, we'll and blow up your house. Now, he, now and like, like I said before, it just rolled off his back. But this particular night, he started thinking about it. He started thinking about how, what if my, what if my daughter dies? What if my wife dies who's, who sacrificed things for me? What if, they, what if I'm taken away from them? He started going down that road of doubt. And it started to get so strong. He had to get up and, and walk around, and then he went and got some coffee. But it got stronger and stronger. And he got to the point where he said he was, um, I'm going to read this. He said he sat, he got, it got so strong that he started feeling weak. And he sat and he prayed over his coffee. And he said as he prayed alone in the kitchen, he heard a voice saying, Martin Luther, and a and I'm, this, this was a message to me. When I had my moments, this is a message to me. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for justice. Stand up for truth. And it's not just a message for me. It's a message for us all. And it says, and lo, I will be with you even until the end of the earth. He said he heard that deeply within him. And I've heard that before, too. There was a time when I was having my moments, and I couldn't shake it. It was like, like this gripping fear. And I was walking around crying like, God, it's heavy on me. How do It's heavy on me. I know what I'm doing is right. I know it. It's, it's, but it's heavy on me. All this stuff that's going on, I think it might have been after George Floyd, the knee on the neck. I can't remember, but those things were going through my mind. And it's like, how? How? You got me doing these critical conversations. How? Do you know I was scared? I'm a black woman up here talking to people, white people about justice. Really? I was scared too. I know how he felt. He was shaken. He said he didn't want his congregation to even know it because if they saw his fear, why would, how would they stand in strength if he was weak, if he was having fear? And so that's when he sat and prayed over his coffee. And I'm walking through the house. Howard was busy at work. I didn't want to bother him calling him. And my daddy, he said, Martin Luther King said he couldn't talk to his father. His father was hundreds of miles away. I didn't want to call my father either. But what he said, what Martin Luther King Jr. said, is he, he knew he could talk to the one that his father told him about. And it's the same person, the same one that my father told me about, my heavenly father. So I prayed out, oh, God is heavy. Seriously? How do I do this? People are shifting. We got more white people in the group than black people. I mean, 
between black people in a group than white people. They don't want my word. They don't want what I'm trying to say. I'm going through this fear. My biggest fear in life has been that nobody would ever want me, that I wasn't good enough. Then that's why I had the disease to please. That shook me hard running a church that may not want me because I'm shaking things up by having these conversations during a time when it's really controversial in the world. That's going over me at the time. I understood what Martin did, not even an inkling because this man walked <laughs> marches. I haven't done that, but I understand it on my level, right? I heard that song by Stevie Wonder, Don't You Worry About a Thing. And I asked Alexa, I can say it now because Alexa ain't here. You, if I said it at home, she'd start talking and singing a song. But I asked Alexa to sing the song. And I heard the song, Don't You Worry About a Thing. And the beautiful part is, as I heard the song going, it says, because I'll be standing on the side when you check it out. It says, I'll be standing on the side when you check it out. When you get off the train, don't you worry about a thing. And I heard God talking to me. It was Stevie Wonder's voice. And it's, you know, the song is an upbeat song and all that, like the Spanish in the beginning and all this. And I didn't want to hear that. But I, well, why am I listening to this song? But then when I heard, don't you worry about a thing, it touched me deeply. And I'm here to tell you all, don't you worry about a thing. When you have those moments of darkness that come in, those moments of doubt that come in, don't worry about it. Go to the one that brought Jesus to us in the first place, that used Jesus to point us to that spirit within you. Go inside and ask God to show you your comfort. What happened was Martin Luther King said that, he said, I heard the voice of Jesus saying still to fight on. He promised to never leave me, never to leave me alone, no, 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 never alone, no, never alone. He promised to never leave me alone, never to leave me alone. And I promise you, you are not alone. Jesus may not be here in physical form, but the spirit lingers on. The spirit is eternal. Jesus is here with us all as we walk together doing our part to create justice, to create harmony, to be better neighbors, to find out inside of our consciousness where there may be some implicit bias, to work through it and be stronger expressions of love in this world, to do our part of non-violent, I mean, non, yeah, non-violent uh, protest. Do you know the most powerful expression of non-violent protest is being a powerful expression of love? That's the most powerful way that you can protest against hate is to stand in love towards the people who are expressing hate. And that's what he did. He said, after he heard that, he said he experienced the presence of the divine as he had never experienced before. He said, almost at once, his fears began to go. And his uncertainty disappeared. He said he was ready to face anything. It says here, if your eye is like a lamp that, if your eye is healthy, it will be like a lamp that provides light for your whole entire body. If you have any moments of doubt, any moments of worry, any moments that it may not work out, it's true, it may not work out, but I promise you, you're never alone. We at Unity of Farmington Hills are not alone. Let's continue 
to be spirit-filled. Let's continue to be empowering. Let's continue to be diverse and welcoming and loving. Let's continue to do our part to shift the world and knock out this hatred, to knock out all those things that do not express the consciousness of God. Let's stand in our power. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but it's really everybody's day. He was just one, another prophet that God gave us to stand up for what's right. It may not be easy, and I promise you, even I see in the compassionate eyes of white people that it may be difficult to stand up and be allies for us. But I promise you, I love you so much that you're standing in this with me and in, in our doing our part with it because it is not easy. It can be scary. It can be uncomfortable to say something to somebody who you may know, who you may work with, who you may be love and be in the family. But when we do this one person at a time, one expression of love at a time, I promise you we can do our part. Now, just like Martin Luther King Jr. said, he, we may not see the full fruition where everything shifts at once, but we can do our part to be, as Michael says, a ripple effect in the world. And we can stand on the fact that even if it's one small church, I promise you, our big heart in this small church can do a big shift in this world. I am the presence of God. Together, I am the presence of God. I walk as the single eye of God. Together, I walk as the single eye of God. I promise you, as we continue to do that, as we continue to walk in the presence of God, as we continue to keep our eyes single, Nicholas, you want to come in? Um, and as we continue to keep our promise strong in faith, we can join the ranks of Martin Luther King Jr., of even his mentor, Benjamin Mays, who I want to say this quote before I leave. He said, every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique and something distinct. And if he or she does not do it, it will never be done. I promise you all that there's something here that we are all meant to do. Each and every one of you has your own way of expressing your unique distinct distinctive mark in this world. Please step with me in doing it. Do it in love, do it in faith, and do it in the knowing that you are never alone. Let us live in the single eye of God. Amen. Now we'll have our second special song called Go Get It. It'll be led by Laurel. Thank you. Like you're looking through a telescope, see where you're gonna be. Growing, getting better, you're not the person they see. Can't be mad at the things you've been through, as they built your muscle. Now you're stronger than you've ever been, they can't stop your hustle. Your faith ain't never small, that's what brought you this far. See, you got your dreams, and you got your plans, and you got your God. He gonna take you there, cause everybody has a season. And I believe this one's yours, cause you've been working, waiting. This what you've been praying for. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get your blessing. Go get it. Go 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for that song, guys. Oh man, <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> I heard the what the uh, rapping days come out in Lawrence. <laughs> Can you do that again. Get, 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 get. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, hold on one second, y'all. I just want to get this other mic because this one's uh, giving me. You're in front of the camera. Thank you, thank you. All right. Okay, this is better. Thank you, and thank you all for. Um, um, being patient with my technical difficulties with my microphone. Um, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a deep breath and gently close our eyes and breathe into what we feel led to give for our love offering for Unity of Farmington Hills. Take a deep breath. <sighs> breathe into the consciousness that you're going to get your blessing of prosperity. And let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And let's go ahead and briefly, uh, I'll just do a quick virtual prayer. So let's stand. Um, if you aren't standing, well, those of you who are here stand. At home, I, you don't have to stand at home. You can sit at home. 
And just think about those who you feel led to give prayer, who you think need prayer. And just go ahead and call those names out. I promise you that we're all in a virtual prayer circle, and God hears it. So just call them out. And as you call them out, I'll just lift up a brief prayer. Almighty God, I thank you so much for the powerful way that you are blessing the lives of those who we are praying with. I say praying with because we know that what they desire, what they need, what is in their life waiting to be expressed is already theirs. So we're praying with them that it is theirs. And we thank you for providing it, manifesting it, and providing the resources in your mighty way, your mighty timing, and in your divine order. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And now we'll have our peace song. There's peace on earth, I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. And those of you who watch later, thank you for joining us later. I love you all. And I'll see you in a little bit in the fellowship, the Zoom fellowship gathering. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com slash donate.